Welcome to the Capable Collective podcast, a place for women who want to ditch the overwhelm and learn to run their business with ease. I'm your host, Ellie McBride, and I firmly believe that as women and non-binary folks, we are best as a collective. So together with my expert guests, we are sharing the tools, systems, and ethos behind a simple yet thriving business. This season, we are talking all about working with your natural rhythms, and the episodes will be coming out every other Wednesday. I'm so excited to dive into topics like working with your menstrual cycle, living with lunar cycles, living seasonally, working from a place of rest and creating boundaries, and so much more. Ready to dive in? Let's go. Sasha classes herself as a writer, doubter, and doer. Even though she's been writing in some form from the age of eight, she only started calling herself a writer last year, a rebellious act against her self-doubting nature. She's an avid journaler and lover of words who wants to use them to challenge the negative narratives that women can have about themselves. She does this through what she calls remind hers, little notes of thought dotted around the internet to remind women of what has always been there, our internal North Star. It's light somewhat shrouded by responsibility, shoulds, ingrained narratives, and self-doubt. Sasha writes about her own journey as it unfolds, unlearning self-doubt and tuning back into self-trust, in the hope that her doing so through her creative outlet proves as small, powerful remind hers to those who come across her words. So excited to have you here today, Sasha. How are you? I'm good. I'm good today. Um, the sun is shining and spring is oncoming, so it makes for a good day. Plus, it's Friday, and even though I'm furloughed from my day job at the moment, I still get the Friday feeling. <laughs> I think there's nothing as good as a sunny Friday. Mm-hmm. Like there's just nothing. Oh, although I'll say I also um, have this overnight bread recipe I use all the time and I bake like so essentially you just wake up and then you just throw it in the oven and it's mm. oh, and I had fresh bread this morning nice yes you also cannot beat fresh bread like uh, freshly toasted when you catch it at like that perfect moment where the butter melts ah yeah mm-hmm. yep. I understand yep. yes yes <laughs> <laughs> like when people ask me what my favorite food is I'm like any form of freshly baked carb (laughs) my favorite is um any form of potato I am very very passionate about potatoes yeah I really am (laughs) I have learned like a lot about potatoes since living in Ireland because (laughs) I've never before and I'm sure there's other places that do similar things but like a Sunday dinner here has like three types of potatoes on the plate and I was just like what is this Yes. Like in America, you get maybe roasted potatoes or maybe mashed potatoes or maybe boiled potatoes or whatever. Like you get one. Sounds like it's just heaven to me. Heaven <laughs> to me. Yes. I love. All right. So let's start with the rapid fire round. Mm. Kicking us off. Where are you from? I grew up in London. I'm a Londoner. Um, I've now moved to West Sussex. I'm closer to work. So West Sussex is kind of near Gatwick Airport, which if the airports were operating right now would be wonderful because I just like jump you know hop skip and jump to wherever I want to but not the case right now and then in terms of like my background and my history my uh, mum's side is from Jamaica and my dad's side is from Guyana very very cool Mm -hmm. I feel like there's probably so much that all just sounds you know like 
how Americans love to say like, I'm, my family would be like, oh yeah, we're Irish. And I'd be like, okay, like six generations ago or whatever, like <laughs> I have the red hair, but that's about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I guess the surname kind of stuck around before I got married too. I had a, I went from McConnell to, Mc, to McBride. I didn't change all that much, but <laughs> all right. So uh, what are your preferred pronouns? Uh, she and her. And when did you start Frank and Feel? It feels like knowing me I'm very funny about numbers and dates and stuff so I'm like if if I'm using the remote control on the tv for me it has to be on an even number or it can be a multiple of five I don't know why it's just me so I feel really really happy when I say I started Frank and Feel on the 1st of January 2020 it just feels fresh and it just right it wasn't a random day it was the first of the year that is epic. It's also going to be like probably feels really nice when your birth- business birthday rolls around because you like everybody's already sort of off. You kind of have already some celebrations happening around you that you can just add to. Uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, it feels like a very satisfactory day. <laughs> yeah. Like I've seen a lot of people talking about um, online how this February has been a very satisfying month because like it starts on a Monday and it ends on a Sunday and everyone's like, look at how like look at how satisfying that looks on a calendar it's so tidy and organized and just how our brains like to categorize things yeah (laughs) and how did you start freaking feel well I just started up an Instagram (laughs) and 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 went from there really um I knew I wanted to uh, some sort of creative endeavor I've always been interested in words and creativity and craft and doing things with my hands and reading origami so I think I guess my creative endeavors have always been with me but um yeah I think Frank and Phil really started the day I I started the Instagram and what do you love about Frank and Phil I really love that I can connect with uh, people who identify as women um and just be very free. I love that the whole, that the very name is, it's feelings, frankly. So I write about how I feel. I write about how I deal with um, self-doubt and self-trust. And I just love that in me sharing my stories, it makes other people feel seen, related to. It makes them feel like um, they can try things if I can try things. And I just love that I'm adding my voice to the cacophony of voices online because I don't think we can ever have enough, to be honest with you. I think we need as many as possible. Everybody has a story to tell that I think can benefit someone. It doesn't have to be through a business or online, but I think we we absolutely must share our stories. Ah, oh, I just love that. I think that that... A lot of people need to hear that, whether they're running a business or not. I think so many Mm. people are like, ooh, what do I have to say? What Mm. do I have to say? Especially, what do I have to say that hasn't already been said? Mm. And I think that using our voice and practicing using our voice is such an important thing. Yeah. 100% because I even find that through this journey that's kind of meandered from creative interest and hobby to business, everything is cyclical and it all feeds into something else so while I found my voice in like terms of a creative stride 
that then kind of infiltrates real life situations where I might speak up in situations where I wouldn't have previously. So everything informs the other. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. First off, I just want to say like you have you do a lot of really gorgeous posts on Instagram. Um, and there's, I mean, I, I would say if I had to choose a couple of like favorite styles of your million good posts, <laughs> I like the ones where they're like really meditative and you have words over like a really slow moving video. Those are just like so serene and also it's kind of that thing like they're really satisfying and then the other one and I think it's just because it's sort of ballsy is like you when you just post pictures of your diary entries your journal entries yeah like that's such a for me feels like it would be such a vulnerable thing Mm. and just opening your direct thoughts up to the world like essentially unedited and I love that you do that yeah I'm I'm quite an open book I have to say um and that feels okay for me I think everybody needs to approach all things in life with boundaries and for me it doesn't feel particularly vulnerable to share like my thoughts just on a page so I do that because that feels okay for me I think it's very cool um (laughs) and I think that it honestly like inspires me well I probably won't ever like be just sharing my journal entries like it does inspire me to take my vulnerability a step further and feel okay and safer in that so Question I like to ask everybody is what help do you have in your business? And this, I know a lot of the people I talk to are small businesses mm-hmm. and I, I'm talking not just like if you don't have a VA or whatever, even if you, or, or you do, but even things like in my business, you know, for a while I had therapy and that was super helpful. And I have my husband or, you know, for a while we had, well, cannot wait for her to come back. We have a cleaner mm-hmm. <laughs> and these types of things. Okay, what kind of help do I have? I have a few bits. So firstly, I think it's sort of the, I wonder if they're creative visionaries. I don't even think they are. They're just the people who I have connected with who are also sharing their voices and their stories that I was just attracted to and have worked with either personally or related to Frank and Phil. So there's a couple of people who I've worked with over the last year or so and am working with now. Um, there's Tamu Thomas, who um, is of Lo- Live 360. Mm. Um, and I'm doing a program with her at the moment called Sovereign, which is kind of learning how to, learning or coming back to um, understanding yourself as being powerful um, in all its meanings. And I'm really loving that because, again, in empowering myself as a person, it kind of makes me more empowered in terms of the things I'm doing in work and in business. The very first person that I worked with was Nicola Ray Wickham of A Life More Inspired, and she believes in soulful marketing. And she just really took me under her wing um, because I was like, I've just got an idea in an Instagram. That's all I've got. <laughs> and I did this group coaching thing where there were people who would like set up their businesses. And I was like, well, I hope my Instagram two weeks ago and (laughs) and um, she really just helped me to find my voice by using it that is one of her her mantras and I always 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 come back to it so I think for me my 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 helps have been people but then you could also look at help in terms of I'm a Google girl so like Google Drive Google Keep I could not live without Google Keep on my phone because some I, when I say to people that thoughts just come into my head they just come into my head so <laughs> I 
grab them before they disappear. And it's really annoying when I'm like, if I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll write that down in a minute. And then I go three minutes later, literally, and I'm like, oh, ah, ah, it's gone. <laughs> so um, having like, Google Keep on my phone is brilliant for me. Uh, a pen and paper. I've always got like notebooks handy. Um, I've just started using Notion as well, which because I'm trying to bring all of the streams of thought into one place. Mm. Notion is lovely. I think Notion for me, so this is me jumping on because I love text stuff. I just love the whole tech tools. But Notion for me feels a little like there's not enough of a plan in, in place. Like there's too, it's almost like Minecraft. Like you can do anything you want with it. And that stresses me out because there's not enough structure. <laughs> and it's like, I've downloaded the, the app for my phone. So I'm like, right, so I can sync in between and I've got everything. But I still find myself immediately going to like Google Keep because I'm like, it's what I know and it's just easy. And yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I think that there's, I mean, there's nothing wrong with trying out a new system and just, and maybe it works and maybe it grows on you. And maybe you're like, yeah, I just am going to stick with what I love. <laughs> I, I kind of know what you mean. I don't typically have like lots of random, like great thoughts popping into my head. But when I do, they're always in that like half asleep state first thing in the morning. Yes. Like always. <laughs> and they can be business ideas. They can be normal life ideas. And most of the time I'm like, I like one of three things happened. Either I felt like I forced myself to go back to bed and forget them all. <laughs> I try to be like, I will remember them. I will remember yep. them. I will remember them. Yes. And then I can't sleep <laughs> or I sleep really fitfully <laughs> or three. I take the time to find a way to write them down <laughs> and everything's fine. <laughs> That's hilarious. Now I always get that thing. I, and I've just learned this about myself now. If I say, Oh, I will remember that. Go and write it down right now, this second, because you will not. The thing you say you will remember is the thing you will not remember. Mm. <laughs> so I do that. And actually what I've started doing is um, using the voice recorder on my phone. So there are a couple, <laughs> there are a couple really random recordings that I've gone to listen back to where I'm clearly half asleep. And I kind of almost start to tail off at the end. And I'm like, where were you going with that? <laughs> Yeah, all the ways we work, though, like it all sort of they all come together. So speaking of this, this kind of perfectly leads into my next question, which is what systems are you using to do business with these? Yeah, Sim it is. It's Notion. It's Google Drive. Anything that, I, that kind of syncs between my phone, which is typically always with me and um, like a desktop. I've just set up a website and because I'm practicing imperfection for the win, which is another one of uh, Nicola Ray Wickham's isms. <laughs> it's just a very basic Shopify website, but it's helped me to just get going. So it's like, it's clunky and it's basic, but it does what I need it to do. And I think having tools like that, that where you don't have to be a designer in order to like, just get something started are really useful at the start, as long as, I separate my like perfectionist brain from the actual goal and objective of like getting started. I can always make it pretty and make it better and make it a nicer user experience down the line. But if the goal is getting started, stuff like that being there is, is golden for me. Yeah. Something I practice saying to myself all the time is done is better than perfect. Yep. Because I would be somebody who would niddle and fiddle at something till 
forever. Yes, this is my third go at, I think, starting a website. I was paying for a square space website for a good few months and like trying to kind of tinker for ages and like it, I it was that thing that like it was an open-ended goal so I was like so how do you know when it's ready when is it done if you're just always going to like log into this private space that you're paying for that no one knows exists like tinkering and I don't know I just in the end I was like now I'm going to try this and I, I want this and it needs to have these couple of pages and actually I think I'm going to go here so yeah and I think that ultimately Shopify like Squarespace has some really good good uh, features and obviously like that's all I ever talk about is Squarespace but Shopify if you want to have like Squarespace has really upped their game as far as commerce features in the last year or so but for certain things Shopify still is just the better way to go commerce wise but sometimes though honestly I feel like I get in my own way so much because um in my day job it just did it seems like it didn't even click to me that the back end of the website that I've been using for the last maybe seven or eight months I've been in my job is Shopify. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't connect the dots to think, just set up a Shopify website. What is wrong with you? Honestly, it didn't click till about three, three, four weeks ago. And you're like, oh, I already know a website platform and I know how to build and design I it. I already know how to use bits of this. Why was I making it so hard? <laughs> We have definitely all been there. <laughs> Gosh, honestly. <laughs> all right. So today we're going to be talking about uh, living and working with our natural rhythms. So mm. tell me a little bit about how you do that in your life. Um, for me, it starts on, I think, on a very granular level. I'm very, very big on journaling. And um, it starts with a pen and paper um, for me. Every day I journal on three very basic points. I class myself as a typical, no, not a typical, atypical, if anything, um, rebel journaler. So it's not like reams and reams and pages and um, like interrogating questions. It can be, but it doesn't always need to be that. And so each morning I just ask myself, how are you doing in your mind and your mood? How was your sleep and how's your body? Because those three questions for me, help ground me and know how to navigate through the day. Am I feeling tired? Have I got a crick in my neck? Um, you know, um, what kind of thoughts and space am I in? Does that affect how I'll, what work I'll do? You know, is this on a deadline, but could it actually be pushed because today just isn't the day? So that's, that's what I, that's what, how I start my day. And I just find it really useful to kind of check in with myself before I like step into the world so I think that's one way that I manage my rhythms um I'd say in the last year and a half ish I've started to um track my cycle just using like one of the free apps I use one called flow um and just reading more into it and it's honestly the most amazing discovery it's like like Sasha you've been menstruating for the best part of two decades and there's some things you're only just learning now and it's hilarious to me how I'm like okay this cycle it lasts roughly four weeks and it's been happening for goodness knows how many years and the amount of times I'll get caught out thinking why am I in such a mood or why am I bloated or why can't I stop thinking about food or and stuff like that and then I'm like oh that's where I am in my cycle and it's like 
but this happens every four weeks or so. Why are you still surprised? <laughs> but then even in that, that's how I manage. I'm learning to manage my rhythms because I'm learning when I kind of like peak points for, um, you know, engaged activity, things that require brain power. And when am I quiet at times when I need to kind of stay away from everyone and everything? I did cycle tracking for a while mm. um, and really liked it. Honestly, I was one of the really lucky ones that from the time that I put, started um, on the pill, I was just like, I could count, I could count a year in advance that I would start my period on that Tuesday. Like, <laughs> and it was always a Tuesday and it was always really predictable and it was lovely. But before I moved to the UK, I was like, I don't know how long it'll take me to get set up with a doctor and blah, 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 blah. So I got an IED. I kind of hate it, mm. but I've only got a year left. And so, and it's a pandemic. So I'll probably stick it out and then go back to getting to. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know. <laughs> But I think that is really interesting because even then, like, I wouldn't say that I was, when I was still tracking and I was using an app and everything, like, I don't think I always would have been super aware either of, like, of everything being like, why, well, because I'm me and everybody who knows me knows this, but like, I cry very easily and be like, why am I crying right now? Like, there is nothing happening. <laughs> like, why am I crying <laughs> right now? <laughs> and to be honest like I don't have to be in any phase of my period for that to be like any phase of my cycle for that to be a fact but obviously I'm more prone to certain stages <laughs> yeah yeah I 100% yeah I get that I, I think the other thing that I'm I'm getting used to asking myself and it's only come about since the pandemic is asking what my capacity is because I'm realizing that we are different every day, even if we do go through these kind of cyclical cycles and, you know, it's spring outside and we go through four seasons. We are within those seasons that happen routinely. We are different every day. So another way that I'm kind of checking in with myself and managing stuff is just saying, what have you got space for today? I love this question because... Again, I think 90% of the reason I'm recording this season, the podcast is because I'm really bad at like all of this. <laughs> and, and I love hearing from people and learning from people who are doing this in a more mindful and better way than I am. And I just love the idea of like checking in and saying, what is my capacity? Because I'm much more of a person that's just like, I have a to-do list. I'm going to do my to-do list. And I will get it done. Exactly. <laughs> and that is all, not always good for me. I sometimes find that I am really, really stressed out, that um, I end up having to like shut myself in my office so that I don't stress my husband out by my being <laughs> stressed out. Um, I will find that like, I've gotten a little bit better I, since I've simplified my business model at being like, you know, my, one of my very good friends lives across the street and she has a four month old baby and is trying to get outside more. And so she'll be like, you want to go for a walk today? And I'll be like, okay, I only have a call at such and such time. And we just go for a walk. And I try not to care how long it takes me and whatever else, because I'm starting to trust that the work will get done. Love it. Yes. Yes. The work will get done. And I don't have to have even, you know, I have deadlines with my clients, but they're not like hard and fast. Mm. Like I have a two to three week design window and I also, you know, if I set a project for myself within my business or have something 
um, coming up for visibility, like this three day challenge I'm going to be planning. Like right now, I'm like, I could push myself and have it ready for the 10th of March, or I could just wait and have it ready for the 17th. <laughs> like, Give yourself the extra week. Why not? Yeah. Right. There definitely is that thing. There's a few pieces for me in that. Yes, I, tr- I can trust myself. I know. And it's something I've been learning since I was in school. I'm actually quite a last minute person. I'm, I'm a weird planner. I'm, I'm very, very strange. I do like everything in its place and I like to plan things. And um, I've been a PA in, in past lives. I like planning other people. And I will do something where I'm like, right, something's going to be happening in three months time. Cool. So I will do all the preliminary planning in like the first two weeks. And then I will leave it until maybe like the week before the thing is due and come back to it. But I don't know. It's just something with how my brain works. Like you, I know the work will always get done because it will. That's just, I, I, I can trust myself in that. But I can also trust myself in knowing that firstly, the preliminary planning was really good. And secondly that it's always kind of sitting there in the back of the mind and just that I get that sort of that fizz and that that froth off of kind of like last minute deadline type stuff it's just who I am it's really irritating but I've had to like just accept it I think though I don't think there's anything wrong with that I think we all need to learn those types of things about ourselves and when so it's sort of like learning when and how we work best so I think it's sort of in your case I would be actually quite similar is that I would like to plan have it planned, Mm. let my brain sort of, and and I do this when I, a lot of content creation too, actually, which I don't talk about a lot, but Mm. having the like loose framework of like what I want to talk about, what, or what I'm going to do if it's a project, Mm. then to step back and without really knowing it, my brain is solving that problem. It's writing the blog post, it's creating the video, it is Mm -hmm. making the three-day challenge happen in the background. And then when I come back to it, I'm more focused, I'm clearer on like the objectives of things, and I can just kind of bang it out. <laughs> like, um, and I think I'm okay with that. And I think the other thing that I want to quickly say is that a lot of people need sort of that extra stress. And it's not always a bad thing. The extra stress mm. of an impending deadline to really do their best work. And that's not a horrible thing either. Sometimes I tell people to put in false deadlines so that they can like tell themselves it's due two days earlier than it really is, if that's gonna help them. Yeah, for me, I need, because I'm such like a deep feeler and and stuff, It's I have to connect with any of the work that I'm gonna do. So I do sit and do the outline and stuff. And then I kind of just, I let it marinate and eventually, I have to just trust because it always does. It it just comes, it just turns up. And I don't know if I could work with anyone in terms of Frank and Phil because they would be like, okay, it's nice that you think that it's just going to turn up, but what am I meant to do in the meantime? <laughs> but it works for me. <laughs> so as somebody who's been in the back end of loads of businesses, like that's where setting things sort of in advance Mm. really comes in handy. So if you're, you know, you create the content for March and February so that you have that really loose framework of it can just come to me at any time, you know, and those types of things, but that doesn't work all the time. And I think that it also like part of your, what makes a lot of what you do really special is it always seems so relevant for the moment. Mm. 
there are things that I, I let my I've started getting into morning pages which I quite like just kind of the free meandering of the mind and when things come to me like I say with Google Keep I'll just make sure that I write them down and I'll like give them a little label and then kind of leave it be like as long as I've got the I've got the words down I've got the main thing down and I just let it sit and simmer. So sometimes there'll have been something that I've written six weeks ago, two months ago, who knows? And I just kind of leave it there until it feels right. Sometimes there are things that, you know, I've, I use um, Plannerly to kind of plan out my Instagram and stuff. And there is a loose plan, but then sometimes I'll just wake up and I'll just write something down. I'll be like, mm -mm, that needs to be said right now today. So you ditch the plan and go with what feels right. And then you resume, you know? I love that. <laughs> so that you do have some space to plan ahead, but you also have the flexibility to say like that, that thing that I just said is so important for other people to hear right now. That's really cool. <laughs> so you have a few things that you're doing essentially to recap to tracking your own rhythms and cycles and such. And so the biggest one is checking in with yourself every morning and you check in on your mind, your body and your sleep. Mm. And all of those are pretty big indicators as to your, your well-being for the day. And, and then you use that to plan how you're going to go about the rest of your day, which I think is such a simple yet very profound thing to like do every single day. Since I've met you, I've done this a couple of times and it has been so good, but I need to like do more. <laughs> the thing is, I also, I don't make it a big deal. So sometimes it's literally like three words against each bullet point. Sometimes it could go on for a page. If I've got that in my head, I just write it down. If not, I don't stress about it. Right. So you're not holding yourself to this like standard. You could literally say sleep shit and yeah. like, or whatever you want it. One, yes. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you know great <laughs> like nothing to say. sometimes it's like seven out of ten I've got nothing more to say that's it <laughs> and I mean that's all you you that's probably all you need to know about it <laughs> and then on top of that you cite you track your your menstrual cycle so that you kind of know where you're at in that cycle as well because you're right and that's something that I hope by this stage of the season people are kind of starting to grasp is that all of these seasons and cycles work together. We've got nature seasons and we've got menstrual cycles and we've got your daily energy levels at different points of the day. And you've got those types of things that you need to kind of be thinking about and knowing that it's different for every person. So it's really a lesson in like tuning into yourself, which is the part that I think I struggle with the most. So if we were going to talk about other people who are kind of getting started to, about listening to themselves or tuning into their own cycles and rhythms, what tips would you have for them? I would say make it really easy and manageable. I like the work of Dr. Rangan Chatterjee. He is a GP, a British GP, and he's turned into kind of somewhat of a media personality. I think he's got a radio show and a podcast and he's written a couple of books. And I really, really tap into um, one of his his things, which is about the power of what like what you can do in five minutes. 
So, you know, I think we went through the period where we had these grandiose morning routines. It's like, wake up at five and do this and, you know, just have this stretch and do it. And it's like, I don't have two hours. I've probably got about 25 minutes, maybe. And maybe seven of those will be spent in bed pretending that I don't have to get up. Um, <laughs> I think it's finding the pockets and it's making it really easy. So there's something else that I'm experimenting with at the moment. If people are kind of wanting to get into journaling, which is my thing, which is the idea of like a sprint list. I love, I love lists, uh, but I'm finding they've got more power in actually not being about to-do lists. Um, I like them because they're quick, they're easy. You just kind of, if you were writing a shopping list, you would just write what you needed. You wouldn't like and why and all the explanation of why you need it. You'd just be like, I need eggs, I need this, I need that. So I keep a notebook next to the kettle and I put the kettle on to boil and I've counted it. A kettle takes 90 seconds to boil. <laughs> and in that time, I will just write down something on the list. It could be what's in my mind that I just need to get out. It could be the mind, sleep and body um, bits. It could be... Um, a question I want to it could just be reflecting on something but I literally give myself 90 seconds to do it and I think anyone can find a 90 second pocket in their day and then at the end of it you've got a cup of tea and if you want to spend the time it takes to have the tea continuing the reflection then great that builds you up to like five six seven minutes or so but I think it's definitely about finding your pockets and going with them so if you're a night owl maybe it's something you do at night if there's time after you've dropped the kids off but before you drive to work where you know there's that golden little minute then then it's then I also think it's about not worrying what it looks like so I used to drive for like kind of an hour plus each day to and from work and I would listen to um like podcasts or like audiobooks but I would also, just as I pulled in for work or before I set off or something, I'd use the voice recorder um, app just to record things that were on my mind. Like I've got two hands on the wheel, I can't write, but I don't think there's any one way to kind of get self-expression right as long as you're kind of getting it out yes find in those kind of ways where it's like it's a voice recorder or it's like a really quick list it's a good way to kind of tap into asking yourself those questions if you've never asked them sometimes I think you know you can buy the, the lovely journal and the gorgeous pen and then you just sit sit there intimidated by a blank page because you're like and now I need to fill it full of like like me what <laughs> And I think if you're not used to, to doing that sort of self-reflection and like spending so much time thinking about, oh, me, 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 because at the best of times, we're always about giving out and others and what we have to do for others and service. Those are like really good places to start. I totally agree. So taking some time essentially to find your form of self-expression mm. in the pockets that you have them mm -hmm. to tune in to who you are and where you're at at the moment. Yes that and then from that you will be more aware of your own cycles and rhythms and then be able to respond accordingly yeah yeah you are very good at summarizing what took me like three minutes to say <laughs> <laughs> 
to be honest, like creating organization is my superpower. That is like the one thing in this life that I'm really good at. And I channel that in other ways and have made a business out of it. But like in general, I am just really good at organization. All right. So what has been your biggest win in your business so far? I think there have been a few. I think getting started, to be honest with you, getting started before I knew what it was going to be, but starting anyway, massive, huge. Yes. Um, I think we're used to seeing a lot of kind of like the before and after transformations, the gloss, like you work behind the scenes and then you just see this thing appear and it's all singing and all dancing. I just knew that for me, it was never going to come from that. I, I regard myself as somewhat of a like a slow entrepreneur, if, if, if that's a thing. And I kind of take my steps and I retreat and I review and I step back out. So I'd say um, starting there have been a few things that I've done, um, holding my first workshop um, for journaling, um, which was really cool. I've got some really interesting um, creative freelance contracts and work that I've done purely because I just gave myself permission to do the thing that I like doing. And I think when you do that, like all you, all that's asked of you is that you create your thing like you create it because you love it you create it from your why I think a lot of people can get stuck or caught up on thinking that they have to create meaning for other people the people who are drawn to you will create meaning for themselves you don't need to do that that's just going to be another thing that kind of holds you back and makes you procrastinate so yeah and then I I, I think was it August last year yeah it was it was on my birthday actually um a friend kind of nominated me to take over the stories of um, an influencer um, called uh, Africa. Um, She's at the Vitamin D Project and she's got goodness knows how many thousands of followers. And I did it and yeah, they've just been like little small wins, but they're big things. They're big things to to me, which means they're, they're big. And definitely big to someone who was like approaching business with curiosity wondering if it could be a thing and it is a thing (laughs) I have no words like this is just such a beautiful conversation because it's so different it's so different to how business is traditionally talked about it's sort of different to how people usually say their businesses come about and on top of that a lot of people would talk about their wins and and you have so many like, oh, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Essentially, I love that you're celebrating multiple small wins. Mm. And some of them aren't really that small. Like having taking over a giant influencer account is not a small win. That is amazing. <laughs> um, but remembering all of the smaller steps as opposed to just these big, big things. The small things are the big things I, I've I've a, a friend who oh gosh I must know her now for about at least 10 years I'm sure and I always remember walking into her living room and seeing this poster that said um these are the good old days and it just always makes me think that like the it's the it really is it's the little things and when you do something like the morning journaling or something and just acknowledge these very very small things about yourself these little nuances between the day they have massive ripple effect so to me then it makes sense that you you do focus on 
these smaller things because they make you they're like the little milestones the little mini milestones between the big leaps and I hope that I never forget about them because I don't ever want to be in a place where I'm like oh I'm just talking about I made this much in my business this year and versus last year no okay what happened on March the 13th 2021 that you can remember that got you to this point because um yeah I think it helps you stay in tune with with why you're doing it in the first place and gets you to those points. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And on the flip side, what would you say has been your biggest mistake or learning experience? Not fingers crossed because it happens. I don't feel like I've made too many big mistakes or too many mistakes. (laughs) And I want to say it's because I'm going so slowly. It's like, how could you possibly make a mistake when you're building a business driving at seven miles an hour? Mm. But... (laughs) (laughs) but I think learning experiences yeah they've been huge starting before I'm ready giving myself um permission to do so learning that you you don't find yourself find your voice by being a perfectionist and researching everything to the hilt you find it by starting and by doing I was very resistant to to, to learning that but it is true and yeah I I think it's just I think it's mainly mindset shifts that have been really key for me so I'll often see people say something oh I want to start something but I can't start with like you know a social media following that's only like 17 people and for me I'm like no you want to thank those 17 people who have cottoned on who have clocked you from the beginning and are like I like what you're doing those are your OGs you say thank you to them because they have seen you when you were like trying all these different things that may not have worked so then by time you grow like 70 times that you're ready to talk to that new audience coming through (laughs) I don't believe in this kind of like hop skip jump to the massive sort of the, the massive audiences and stuff because okay you could buy yourself an audience if if you really wanted to but what are you going to say to them do you know what you're going to say to them when they're there no so this is this is a good time don't my nan always used to say don't despise small beginnings and it's just ringing so true for me um as I navigate all of this because I'm like oh, she was really right yeah <laughs> I feel like that needs to be like a needle point on the wall or something like <laughs> love it and then finally are you working on anything exciting right now so I'm actively pressing on with my um online journaling workshops I really love them they're really cool spaces I'm doing um journaling within other people's memberships um I'm doing um a lot of kind of creative work and in doing these small things they're making me expand and think okay I I dipped my toe in there and that felt okay hmm what else could I do (laughs) so yeah I would love to work on potentially a a product by the end of the year and also a podcast sometime soon but yeah I think these are the main main things that I'm working on at the moment maybe I'll have a nicer website by the, by the end of the year but I make no promises it could still be the same clunky thing but it works okay it works <laughs> oh, very exciting stuff like I've I, I've been in some of your journaling workshops 
and it's just it is so, so lovely and it's just such a really nurturing space i think that's probably the right word for it i really enjoyed it i learn a lot too and i just i just think i'm i i firmly believe that we're all students and we're all teachers and some of the things that other people come out with at that time is like really nice and i like providing a space that where you can take intention and turn it into action so you can just take that out for yourself you make yourself a priority and you make that space it's boundary space and I think it's really really important that we have it especially I think as we're kind of looking to come out of this pandemic lockdown period that we don't just go back to what we were doing before yes we're excited to see our friends and our family and be outside and do all of the things but boundaried space needs to remain boundaried space yeah and I think one of the like a couple of the only things that were properly good about this pandemic were people learning to tune into themselves a little bit more and also learning to slow things down a little bit and create boundaries around both of those things yeah well I can't speak for everybody but I was going way too fast (laughs) (laughs) yeah so I think that I really appreciate that like staying in tune to all of these things we've talked about will help people stay where boundaried and centered as we progress into what inevitably will become a busier and busier world again. Yeah. And, you know, I say all of this and, I, and my intention is always not for it to come across as idealistic um, because sometimes to-do lists have to get done. You have to do things at work that maybe you don't want to do. You have to operate at a fast pace um, just because that's what's required or demanded of you. But I think that when you do these things and you, you ground yourself in them, you know how to take care of yourself before, during and after. Like even when you're in the midst of those things, it doesn't mean that you live at seven miles an hour. Like I said, like that's, that's not realistic, but at least you can help kind of slow down your mind when you're in the midst of that stuff. And I think it all helps. Yeah. It allows you to take those moments Mm. Where you can say, okay, well, I was going 60. I'm going to go five for a few. <laughs> like, see how it goes. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on here. Um, can you tell people where they can find you? Yes, of course. So you can find me. My main hangout is um, Instagram. Um, it's uh, at Frank and Feel, all as one word together. Um, I love dm chats there are wonderful wonderful people out there honestly my 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 instagram i know people have like love hate relationship with it but me i'm like it's one of my favorite places to hang out um you can also go to my website which is uh frankenfield.com uh, and that's where you can find me and in both of those places if you like my words and stuff you can sign up to my newsletters that go out on a semi-regular basis every like between two to four weeks that's fantastic thank you so much thank you for having me thank you for listening to the capable collective podcast i really hope you enjoyed this episode and have gotten value from it if you did please subscribe on your chosen listening platform And if you happen to be listening over on Apple Podcasts, please take a moment to leave a review. It helps other people to find and trust this podcast, and it would mean the world to me. This episode was edited by Emily Crosby Media. 
She's amazing to work with. And if you are looking to start a podcast or for some practical media solutions, definitely check her out. Thank you so much again. Have a great day.